to you from Emmitsburg, Maryland. So um, today we're going to talk a little bit about getting ahead in a rural setting and the strengths and challenges that rural communities have that make getting ahead a really good fit. This is a condensed version of a presentation that we were privileged to do for AHA process at um, their annual conference. Um, so I am gonna condense it a little bit, but as we go through, if you guys have questions or comments or anything, um, like Lynn said, I, I'm excited to have you do that. I am not a teacher. I am a group facilitator kind of person. I'm a social worker by nature. And so hearing myself talk for a half an hour is gonna be painful. <laughs> so if you guys have any questions or comments, please feel free to let me know what they are. Like I said, I am coming to you from Emmitsburg, Maryland. Um, we are a small nonprofit here called Seton Center. Um, we're a sponsored ministry of the Daughters of Charity. We are located in Frederick County, Maryland. So we're considered a bedroom community to DC, but we're actually the only social service agency for about 25 miles. We serve families and individuals that are under-resourced and impacted by poverty a variety of things. We have emergency um, assistance for people who are struggling with things like utilities or rent. We have a holiday helping hands program for families that are struggling to make that uh, holiday commitment for their families with food cards and gifts for children where we have like a they can come in and shop and pick out gifts for themselves. We have workshops for the community on a variety of topics that help build resources. We also have a dental program for uninsured low-income individuals to get affordable dental care. Um, and we have our Getting Ahead and Staying Ahead initiatives, and we do some bridges work in the community. Uh, we encountered Getting Ahead back in 2015, so we're still pretty new in this process. We're definitely still learning and growing, and we're a small agency, um, so, we're definitely still learning from others around us, but um, we encountered because we were finding that the traditional services we had, like just giving people financial assistance and our typical case management services, we were just kind of helping people survive, but we weren't helping them get ahead. And so when we came across the Leading Head curriculum, we thought, okay, this, there's something to this. This is exciting. Um, we gave it a try. We've had six getting ahead groups so far, um, but we're currently preparing for our sixth one. Five graduations, and um, we're still learning and growing, but have had some pretty incredible experiences that I hope to share with you a little further on. So, we're here to talk about rural communities. Emmitsburg, Maryland definitely fits the title rural, but what I've learned from not only the AHA Process Conference, but also talking to other people, rural means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. I've heard some people say that they feel that they live in a rural community and they have 30,000 people <laughs> that live in their town. Um, 
So it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But when we say rural, our population in Emmitsburg is about 2,900 people. So we have just under 3,000 residents in the town of Emmitsburg. But because we serve such a large area, 25 miles, um, we actually serve surrounding towns and villages in very rural settings. And we are located just below the Catoctin Mountains and right around um, the Appalachian Trail area too. So the median age here in Emmitsburg, Maryland is about 42. Um, and we actually just had our United Way do a, um, a really incredible study called the Alice Report. I don't know if you guys have that in your community. I, I would strongly recommend if you do to go look it up. ALICE stands for Asset Limited, Income Constrained, but Employed. This data is so cool because it actually measures um, the amount, like the population density of people who are in your area who fall above the poverty line, but are still struggling. We found out in Emmitsburg from this report that Frederick County United Way did that 64% of our population here in our town falls in that category. So most people in our area are struggling. Um, and the survival wage in Frederick, in Northern Frederick County for a single adult with no children just to get by with no public assistance is about $16 an hour. So that just gives you a little snapshot of where we're coming from, what our experiences so far have been with getting ahead in Bridges. But as we go through today, um, I just heard this really great piece of advice about presentations the other day, and I wanted to mention it. Presentations a lot of times are like a buffet table. You're gonna find something on there that's you like and that's familiar to you. Something that probably really isn't for you. Um, and hopefully something new that you might like to try. So I hope that you guys find at least one thing today that is new and you would like to try it. These are just some pictures of our rural town and area, Emmitsburg, Maryland. Some highlights, we have, um, you might be familiar with FEMA. Um, you might also be familiar with Mount St. Mary's University. That's where we are. So if you guys are from rural communities, you probably know some of this just from anecdotal experience. But I wanted to, in case you're not familiar with it, I wanted to share just a few key points about some of the challenges we all encounter when we're living in rural communities. Um, I got this information from the USDA, uh, the report called Rural America at a Glance. This is from 2017, and I've taken enough social science research courses to know that I need to tell you that. <laughs> so um, rural areas actually have a higher poverty rate than most metropolitan areas, which we probably know being from rural communities, but a lot of people are surprised by that information. Um, actually in 2015, 16% of the rural population in the United States was poor compared with 13% of urban areas. Still pretty high in both places, but rural areas tend to have higher poverty rates with fewer resources. Most people who are impacted by poverty in rural areas are actually employed. Um, approximately 45% of people, um, prime age households, so that's 25 to 54, were worked at least part of the time in 2015. And census data shows that the rural job market is actually smaller now 
um, than it was in 2008 when the recession was hitting, about 4% smaller actually. So most new jobs that are being created since recession are in rural areas. Smaller towns tend to have very undiversified economies with concentration in jobs that are low wages and don't pay survival wages. And also I know that if you're from a rural community right now, I'm preaching to the choir when I talk about transportation. Um, it's a huge barrier for us and I know probably other communities as well. So a little bit, of, just a short snippet of our Getting Ahead program here at Seaton Center. I mentioned earlier, we began in 2015. Um, we, we take a while. <laughs> um, I've heard some organizations do their Getting Ahead program in as short as eight weeks and that's amazing for them. We find it's a better fit. We meet once a week for three hours um, and we take about 16 weeks. And we find that it helps really well with building relationship. Um, so that's just what works for us. Ideally, we do eight to 10 investigators at a time, no more than 12, because we like that support group element that tends to develop with this curriculum. I know that the curriculum recommends that you pay $25 for a statement. We try to do a little more just because we recognize that being a bedroom community to DC um, means that $25 doesn't go very far. Um, our resources are low, so we try to do 30. That's at least $10 an hour. Um, so that's kind of what we try to do to, to make our participants' time you know, compensated for fairly. When we do Getting Ahead, we share a full meal. Uh, we usually do dinner in the evening, Thursday nights, 5.30 to 8.30. We find that that's an amazing community builder. It sounds trivial, but if you haven't done Getting Ahead yet and you're, you're starting to consider that, um, the curriculum, you know, again, says that you need to share some kind of food. It is the great equalizer. It is really, really hard to not get to know someone when you're eating spaghetti together. <laughs> it just really helps develop relationship. And um, so I would strongly recommend that if you're just getting started. And when we have our Getting Ahead groups. We are lucky enough and fortunate enough that we have a totally awesome multi-purpose room here at our own agency that we use. Uh, so just kind of a few points about how we do our program and what works for us. If you have any further questions about that, please feel free to put them in the chat or whatever works for you. So if you are familiar with getting ahead already, you're not new to it, you know that what we do in the curriculum is we look at our resources. We self-assess and we say, okay, where are we a little low? Where are we struggling? And where are our resources really high? So when I was thinking about talking about rural communities, that's kind of what I wanted to do. I wanted to talk about what are our challenges, not only to doing getting ahead in rural community, but what are the challenges for our community? And how can we use those areas where we're really strong to build our resources where we're a little lower? One struggle we had when starting and getting ahead program in a rural community, some of you guys might be familiar with this, starting a new program in a small town can be a challenge. We had some struggle with recruitment. Um, I think in more urban areas, people tend to be more familiar with programs. Like, okay, here's something new, I'm gonna take the brochure and I'm gonna try it, I'm, I'm used to that. Here in a small rural community, we had a struggle with people getting a brochure and saying, uh, -uh what, what is this? Um, so our first couple of groups, we had some difficulty with the momentum. This is something people were not used to. And change in a rural area, can sometimes be difficult. 
Um, also, transportation is a huge barrier for people in our area. When we're 25 miles away from our county seat, we're 25 miles away from most good job opportunities, um, any other social service resources, I'm talking DFS, everything. It's all in, in Frederick, Maryland, which I said is 25 miles from here. Um, we struggled a little bit in the beginning with attendance. Um, again, because people, I don't think we're used to a program like Getting Ahead. And also, we had some challenges with confidentiality. Not that people in the group were necessarily not respecting each other's confidentiality, but in a small town, everyone knows everyone. So when we came into a Getting Ahead group, no matter how hard we tried, there were always people that knew each other. Um, so if, that, if you're looking for confidentiality within a group setting, it can be a little bit of a struggle in a small town. Uh, another community barrier we have here, a huge problem in Frederick County is affordable housing. It's hard for people to be stable enough to even do getting ahead when they're constantly facing that fear of eviction or constantly trying to find stable, affordable housing. Um, and, you know, when we did our curriculum assessment where we're looking at what is affordable housing and they're learning about that and they're seeing how much they pay for housing, we didn't have a single person in the room who wasn't on subsidized housing that was able to have 30% uh, of their income. It's just not a reality here. Um, so that is a struggle that people face when we're trying to become stable in our community. So I'm going to have a short brainstorming session. And if you guys could in the chat, if you'd like to participate. Tell me what some of your community challenges are, what some of your getting ahead challenges are. Affordable housing and transportation, I hear you. I hear you, Lisa. Oh, childcare, oh my gosh, that is such a huge barrier for so many people. It's so expensive. Um, in getting ahead, we also had a struggle, I forgot to mention that. Um, we're supposed to provide childcare and we had some difficulty with that here at Seton Center because being a small agency and being slightly under-resourced, we don't have space. Um, we are a ministry of the Daughters of Charity, so we're related to the Catholic Church, but the diocese wasn't able to give us the training we needed to be able to do that. Um, so one way we addressed that was giving our participants an additional stipend that they could pay a babysitter if that was needed for them. Uh, that's kind of how we, we address the child care barrier. But child care for the community, I agree, huge. Yep. Yes, I'm seeing so many people saying the same thing. So um, I'm kind of glad to see that we all are sitting in the same boat, that we can help each other with resources. But um, I think you guys are naming some things that rural communities specifically struggle with access to. So we know that in our community, we have some struggles. Just being rural, we have some struggles and challenges when it comes to addressing having a getting ahead class, but also how do we help people in our community break that cycle of poverty? But we also know from getting ahead that the way we do that is we look at what are the resources we have where we're really strong. And in rural communities, we do have strengths. And we have some that make getting ahead a really, really good fit. Uh, the one I want to highlight in particular is relationship. We know from getting head curriculum that significant learning and significant changes don't happen without significant relationship. 
But I think you guys would agree with me that significant relationships in a rural community are natural. They're easy to build. Um, so one thing we noticed in our community that um, made getting had a really great fit was our access to our local leadership. Wasn't something that really occurred to us before we started getting ahead. Uh, but we found out that we were able to build community, community support because we have such ready access to our elected officials. Our executive director has a great relationship with our town mayor. I have his email address. We see him all the time at the post office. He's accessible. That would be really, really difficult in an area like Baltimore or New York City. You just don't, you don't have access to your local leaders as much. So that is a strength that we really have in rural communities. One way we were able to capitalize on that is that we have kind of an all out graduation ceremony. Um, where our getting ahead investigators really plan it, but so far what they've all elected to do is um, have a big ceremony where they invite their friends and family, but they also invite local leaders. So that they can show the mental models they've made, they can talk about their experiences, what they've learned, and how they want to help the community change and grow. Uh, we kind of really learned also that, man, you don't know what you can get until you ask. We were able, because we have a rural community with access and networking, um, we had a representative from Senator Chris Van Hollen, who's a U.S. Senator here in Maryland. Um, he's been a representative with senatorial citations to all of our graduates. You know, he's done that three times at three graduations. So I don't know that that would happen without our local rural relationships that we have access to those people. Um, also, in rural communities, sometimes it's so much easier to leverage that bridging social capital, right? Um, here we have, in our small town of 3,000 people, I think we have like eight churches. And in rural communities, I don't know about urban communities, but I can tell you church ladies love to cook <laughs> and they're good at it. Um, so we've leveraged that resource and most of our getting ahead meals are covered. Um, by donation. So we hit up our churches. Um, they also give us financial contributions because of that small town relationship. We can, we don't have to put out a formal ask. We go to someone we know and we make that ask and they make it happen. Um, also, we've been able to leverage relationships with local restaurant owners who give us meal donations and financial contributions. Um, because of that small town relationship and those ties. So we have relationship and social capital and we use that to build your love. Also with that, like, just to tell you a short story, um, transportation is an issue here for us also, like many of you mentioned. One of our getting ahead graduates was able to use that relationship and that access to our mayor, um, and our local town council to um, change a little bit of the transportation system. So she recognized that, hey, we have a barrier here. Uh, we don't have public transportation, actually. We have one bus that comes from Frederick for 25 miles. We consider ourselves very lucky to have that, 
but it only comes at seven in the morning and five at night. And this wasn't really helpful for people trying to get to doctor's appointments, trying to get to DSS, trying to get to work. It wasn't really doing much. We created a petition um, and got, I think about 350 signatures on our own to ask transit to, to make a change, to add an additional staff during the day for um, that bus that comes from Frederick. But her petition was great. She submitted it to transit, but not much happened. But she leveraged her with our local mayor, took the, the petition to him and said, look, this is a community need. Well, he was able to use his power then based on his relationship with her to actually get that additional stuff added. And also when we use relationship, you know how I said we struggle with recruitment. Sometimes we struggled with attendance in the beginning. Um, we actually use that relationship then with our graduate summer program and word of mouth is our best recruitment tool. Uh, so that relationship we have with our graduates actually is what allows us to keep investigators coming into the program. These are just some pictures of work that our getting ahead investigators have done. Um, so the one session, the group decided that to present their ideas from graduation, they didn't necessarily want to speak, but they wanted to create something visual to show people who attended their graduation. So this is a board that someone created for that. And this is another one. They talk about the impact getting ahead has had on them. Um, this guy in particular, man, he was so awesome. I mean, he's an artist and uh, he really struggled with the effects of ADHD on his life. And he was smoking and he was just doing a lot of unhealthy behaviors that he felt he wanted to change. Um, so throughout the getting ahead process, he quit smoking um, and he latched onto the idea of planning backwards. It just like changed his life. And um, from there, he was able to get a commission to paint the children's room in the local public library. And he did such a great job that they gave him another commission and he's currently building his portfolio and he's really making money as an artist right now, which is hard to do. Um, so we're pretty excited for him. This is one of the mental models of community prosperity that some of our graduates uh, worked on this past time around. And I wanted to share this because we talked about um, community challenges and some of those are on the bottom, but I thought this was so cool because you can see the ladder that they drew, what are th which are things that they feel are necessary for us to get to a prosperous community, which they drew at the top. And what are some of the things that would look like? All right, so if you guys could use the chat or however you would like, what are some of your community strengths? Are any of you guys doing getting ahead right now and are really excited about some of the things that make you strong? Sharing of resources for community members. Nice. Um, can you tell me a little bit more about that? The five counties work closely to serve caregivers. Oh, oh that's great. Five counties working together. That's awesome. Great job helping each other out. Yeah. Um, I'm hearing a lot of collaboration, which is awesome because that's bridges. Um, and also awesome because when you're a rural community, you have to share resources. So really excited to hear that. Yeah, and partnership is how you get things done. I think the more collaboration, especially in a rural community, you can have the better. Okay, um, so I am getting close to my time a little bit. I was told I had till 1230. Um, so 
just as a challenge for you guys, I want you to think about what are some resources that you can use, the, the ones that you named, your great partnerships, um, your great relationships. How can you use those to address your challenges where your resources are low? If it's funding, if it's getting meals, if it's getting recruitment, what are your challenges specifically with doing your Getting Ahead program? And how can we do what we tell our investigators to do? Use our resources that we have are really strong to build those challenges. Um, I did talk about previously in uh, the conference some lessons that we learned when starting our Getting Ahead initiative. Um, so I'll just highlight a couple of those really quickly if there's some of you that are new to Getting Ahead. Um, I would just highlight some of the main points. This will and should change your entire community. And the cool thing about your relationships and your close ties in a rural community is I think this will happen very, very fast. Um, once we got some momentum going, once we really started to understand bridges and started to implement it into our own agency, it did really start to take off because we already had ties with our community. And in fact, we started to initiate those changes in our small rural community of Emmitsburg. But um, as soon as we did that, we found that our, our county seat, Frederick, Maryland, which is a city, um, started to catch on to some of the things we were doing. And they started to say, oh, wow, this is working for your community. How can we bring it here? Um, and so we're currently preparing a bridges training um, in January for the Frederick community. So um, looking to make it a more of a community initiative rather than just our small town of Emmitsburg. We also really found out that if you if you don't use co-facilitation yet or you haven't had that opportunity with someone who is a graduate of your program, I would highly recommend it. Um, we do have a co-facilitator who's trained who is a graduate of Getting Ahead and it just enriches the experience so much. Um, there is nothing like gaining support from someone who has done what you're trying to do. Uh, it just, it adds a resource that no one here at our agency could offer. And so I would highly recommend that. We definitely found that's the way to go. Um, I would also strongly recommend, we're learning this now, have a plan for measurable outcomes before you begin. Trust me on this one, just do it. We are struggling right now in our agency with how do we have measurable outcomes? How do we show that this program is effective to our funders here at our agency and not just from the national study? So if you're just getting started, just a little tidbit, a piece of advice, if you don't do anything else, consider that. Um, but shortly before I wrap up, I just wanna encourage you, if you are starting out or if you're even further along than us, if you're somewhere in the process, just you don't have to be the expert. Don't be afraid to fail and learn from other people's best practices. This program is so beautiful and so flexible that you can take it and make it your own. You can use it to what works for your agency or your community, but there are so many other communities out there. I have never met a friendlier group <laughs> and a group of people who are more excited about what they do than those communities who have Getting Ahead initiatives. So I reached out to others. We've had people mentor us please, I would strongly encourage you to do that. Um, and if you haven't started or if you're feeling a little discouraged, 
this works, I promise. Um, I told you about the artist story that we had here. He's That's actually his picture right there. Um, okay, so again, throughout this presentation, there maybe have been some things that were familiar that you liked, maybe some things that really weren't for you, and that's okay, but I really hope that there was something new that you heard that you'd like to try. Uh, so does anybody have any questions or aha moments? I see a question, how did I get the stipend money for childcare? Um, actually, we did receive a grant uh, from a foundation called MMI um, that is through uh, the Daughters of Charity. Um, and they provided all the funding for our costs. So that was included in the grant process. Um, if that is something you choose to do and you choose to go out and get a grant, I would just include that when you're writing the grant. Say that we want to provide childcare. Childcare is a barrier for people being able to attend. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you.